Welcome. I was like, I can't hear y'all. Make sure you get Yeah. Am I good? Yep. I got you. All right. Um, thank you for uh, everyone joining me on a bonus episode of Melanin and Dads. I have a callback to a former guest on my first season, Mr. Christopher Hernandez. How you feeling today, sir? I'm doing all right, my friend. How you doing? Good, good, good. So thankfully, we were able to work our schedules with our family life and our, our work life and just our own mental life. Um, and we were, we, were, we were so, we were able to do it on such a short notice. Um, and with everything going on, with everything that's going to be going on next week, uh, I feel like it would have been a, a good time for me and you to come back together uh, to discuss some of the things that, you know, have been on our hearts heavy um, that you, you know, you were already on my mind about, but also you reached out to me. So I just figured it, it was perfect for us to get together and talk about this. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, as everyone is aware, uh, recent events that happened today will make it one week now. Damn, where, it's already been a week. Yeah, it's been a week, man. And uh, as we speak, right when you called me, I was, I was uh, watching them trying to uh, – impeach this guy again in the same place that they were in inside of their hiding from uh these people you know so it's just it's funny that now we're talking about these events that happened last week and that you know that are going to be happening next week um so just you know with, with, with all, all that i just said and everything that you have already been displaying and i'm pretty sure feeling um, you know, when it did happen, you know, and you were seeing on TV about uh, every, you know, these people who don't, of course, don't look like us getting away with this at the time. Um, you know, how, can you kind of just tell me like how you were feeling or how you still feel or, you know. It was real surreal. I remember like, I feel feeling like I was living under a rock because I, you know, I didn't even realize what was going on. And my, I have a cousin who lives in DC and she had posted on social media, like to all my friends and family that aren't in the DC area, just to let y'all know I'm home and I'm safe. So that prompted me to be like, well, what the hell happened in DC? Like, <laughs> what am I missing? You know what I mean? Like, so I literally, all I had to do was Google what's happening in Washington, DC. And literally it was just all over, you know, news coverage everywhere, every social media page, you know, and that you got all your friends and family posting on social media about what's going on too. And I'm just like, yo, this is, this is really happening. Like at first it didn't even seem real. And as I'm, you know, scrolling through media outlets, CNN, NBC, Fox, all, you know, all the news outlets are covering it. And they're all showing, you know, different things, different aspects of what's going on, like different angles, interviews with people, you know, waiting outside and, interviews with people that actually breached the Capitol building and seeing the images on social media and on, you know, online was just kind of disturbing. Like, and instantly I thought to myself, like, man, you know, and I keep seeing people, you know, talk about if it was black people, it, it would have been shot a lot. Yeah, they're right. 100% right. And I just thought to myself, though, man, black people would not ever even think to do <laughs> something like that. That's why, like, it, you know, you, we can say that because we would never 
ever wow. think to do some crazy shit like that. We're not even storming a police station. You think we're going to have the balls and the audacity to storm the Capitol building? Are you serious? It was never happening. No matter, you know, the Black Lives Matter protests and all the other protests that went on for, you know, racial injustice and things like that. Never, you know, and I'm not saying I'm not saying that there weren't any wrongdoing in those protests. Obviously, you know, there were people looting on both sides. There were people, you know, looting purposely to try and demean the message of what we were trying to do. And then there were also people that were just being plain old ignorant that were just, you know, looting businesses and I didn't really agree with that to a, to an extent because I'm like, you know, you don't really know whose lives you're affecting. And then there were also people looting, you know, black owned businesses, which is like, all right, so you're defeating the purpose right now. You're just taking advantage of the situation, but it's not really, you know, benefiting anybody by you doing what you're doing. So just seeing that on social media and then seeing the responses is what really got me. So I'm scrolling through my own Facebook profile and I'm, I'm seeing the responses from people, white, black, Spanish, all over the spectrum. And it was just really funny to me that, you know, I have a lot of, I do have a lot of Republican friends. I really do. I have um, friends that are around my age that are on that side of the fence. And then I have friends that are a lot older than me, you know, co old coworkers, things like that, old bosses. Right. And uh, my one, you know, he's a good buddy of mine, but he's a, he's super Republican and that's okay. You know, I don't, I feel like it's ignorant for people to believe that someone is racist or someone has a certain view about an ethnicity or a culture based off their political views. So your political views don't won't always 100% line up with your moral views. And I think that's something that people need to realize. Like you you can be a Trump supporter and not be racist. You know what I mean? You it's it's possible. <laughs> it is possible to be a Trump supporter and just be in support of his policies or you know the things that he's trying to put into effect it is very possible um now granted it you know it does seem like it's few and far in between <laughs> but it is it is possible but um just seeing you know people refer still to this day as the right wing and left wing and and then my my whole thought process behind that terminology is just like you know we should be united as a country we we have all these terms to divide us you know we're already divided as a country as it is because of uh you know race and systemic racism and all that other stuff that goes down in the world and it's like we're already divided because of that you know this isn't this isn't helping any way no um that is, um yeah it was, it was such a surreal moment it was more so like i was just sitting back and just drinking tea like i'm doing now because i uh i said it's time for me to to, to look and see the people who were talking about blue lives matter and you know the same people that were uh for, for four years because he kneeled uh to protest the you know um the slaughtering of black people, uh, black and brown people, and um, you know, and, and to see that these people are up there at the Capitol using flags that they, you know, put, you know, that they uh, respect more than they do their fellow, you know, the next human being, um, you know, you know, stabbing, you know, cops with it, you know, and um, you know, stuff like that. It was just, 
it was just like, okay, this is what uh, this is definitely what you call, you know, calling the kettle black, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, Literally. And, <laughs> it's thing, Literally. And, and that's the thing, like I've never been, you know, I, I of course I I've always uh I've always voted Democrat because I've always felt like it whoever the candidate was was you know supportive of what my thoughts were uh i don't care what what type of life you are it's just you know it's it's a certain creed that you're supposed to live by when you're supposed to respect the next human being and i'm pretty sure that there's racist democrats oh absolutely there's no way there's not you know uh there's there's racist and independent people there's racist tea party people there's racist uh other parties there are you know um just like there are republicans you know um I think republicans, they're they're it's more in your face right and they, don't, they don't give a fuck you know right 100 percent. and like i feel like you know people it shouldn't have to be said but you know even in we're in 2021 common sense isn't really that common <laughs> It really is not at all. As you get, like get older and you start realizing how the you know people operate and people move, it's like common sense isn't really that common. Like no matter where you're from, what your ethnicity is, what country, state, religion, whatever group that you can identify with, there's always a good and bad in that group or society. You know what I mean? There's always going to be extremists in your religion. There's always going to be extremists in you know in your state and you know what they believe in and how they operate it doesn't mean that that defies that entire group because there's a few or a handful of them that are you know more extreme than the others or believe a certain way or act a certain way that doesn't mean that the entire group or culture that you identify with or race you know acts the same way or believes the same things and i think even as black people we tend to forget that we you know tend to play the race card when it's unnecessary you know and unfortunately a lot of the stereotypes do become true you know stereotypes are there because a majority of that group or like i said race religion has you know they've shown certain characteristics or behaviors that make people feel like this is how they all act you know when it comes to black people you know white people assume we're all ghetto (laughs) <laughs> they do. It's just reality. They all assume, you know, we're hood or that we're ghetto or that we're street or that, you know, we lack education or we're gangbangers, we're violent. Like that is how the media and how, you know, other outlets have portrayed us for years. And then when we do things like loot and riot for, you know, systemic racism to try and gain results and things like that, it's you're feeding into that negative stereotype and it's discrediting the whole movement everything that we're protesting against you're you're make they win at that point because now we're proving them right and just seeing this same outpour of violence and just blatant disrespect for the you know the capitol building for the people that work there and as it's another thing i don't think people thought about like you know how do you think the people that were working there that were on duty the senators you know even just down to the general maintenance staff they were probably fearful for their lives. And you you just stormed the building because what? Because you have the right to, because it's, you know, your America. And then you have, you know, President Trump, who's essentially, you know, being accused of inciting the riot, which 
I mean, you can't you can't really look past that. I mean, he he really he really did. You know, the, his speech before the events that took place just gave everybody like the go ahead. Like they were already planning to do it with or without him. I can guarantee you that. But his speech gave them like, for lack of better words, like the courage to be like, all right, yeah, we really about to go do this. You know what I mean? They just needed that extra push to make it feel to make themselves feel like it was merited and it was okay. Because they knew the 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 Capitol building, the you know, Secret Service, the local police department, they knew that this protest was going to happen. There were permits that were purchased and put in place prior to this protest happening. So you knew it was going to happen, but the response was completely different from when it was, you know, Black Lives Matter. The response was 100% different. Oh, I mean, that's without a doubt. But, you know, just, just going back on, you know, him inciting, that's what they're trying to impeach this guy on now for the second time. It, there's never been a president, even if you think about the shystiest uh, white people that have ever been president. Um, he he uh, he's definitely the icing on the cake. Um, this bull be out Nixon. Oh yeah. This nigga be out George Washington. Yeah. This bull beat out anybody who owned the sleeve. One hundred percent. This guy is the final boss of president. <laughs> and uh, shit, if I was down there at that rally and I heard them niggas starting to play uh, Macho Man by the Village People, shit, you don't think I'm gonna run up in that Capitol too? Off that song alone, <laughs> I'm ready to fight a nigga. So, you know, on that note, I don't blame them. But it's, it's uh, you do you watch um you you watch Trevor Noah? Yes. Okay, so Trevor Noah is somebody I feel like I get his uh sarcasm like in his in his in his comedy just like I get yours and you get mine. Right. You know, so that's why I'm so in tune with watching him and. He has that segment where that the I, I can't think of his name, but the guy goes out, he goes to different rallies and talks to the people and just make you know. So he was at he was at the uh the um the rally and he asked them uh like well, what was the reason for doing it? He's like you know, the guy was like, This is my constitutional right to to uh go up in this place. Right. And he's yes, like I remember seeing that well, 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 and then he's like, well, have you ever read, read the Constitution? And he was like, no, it's, it, he's like, well, it's not too long. He's like, the guy was like, so you read it? He was like, yeah, it's only a couple pages. And he was like, I don't think you read it. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, but if you've never even seen it, how you know what it looked like? Right. <laughs> you know, they, at this point, they just staring at each other. He's like, okay, I'm going to go. You know, so it just shows that these people didn't go by their own uh, – Tuitions, they didn't go by thinking this was the right thing to do. Um, they went slow, solely. If, if Trump was a different person, if he wasn't slowly uh, putting those seeds in to to uh, sway, you know, these people the way he did, um, it that wouldn't went down. Absolutely not. Uh, uh, you know, when you see you know people, at, um, you know, like they had that Black Lives Matter rally. Uh, I want to say in Virginia, I know it was down south, and that, that white supremacist drove his car through the crowd. And that was only because Trump's Black Lives Matter rallies were, um, you know, those are bad people to begin with. And that just made, like, if I, if I heard this guy I idolize 
and I really hate these people, and he gives me a reason to want to go and kill them. Right. I would not. I think, like, to what you're saying, he pretty much gave them the okay to take the gloves off. The gloves came off. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Listen, if you hear if you hear the Giuliani and even Trump's son say, we're going to fight, we're going to fight to last breath, we're going to, this voter, if somebody is constantly saying these words, it's, it's just, it's, you know, reassuring me why I need to go and do this. Just like if, if, if you, if you pillow talk with another yep. girl and that girl's telling you all the nice things you want to hear, making you feel good, building you back up. Not making you feel like you're the bad guy, you ain't gonna feel like the bad guy no more. I agree. And you and you know, this we're talking we're not when we're speaking about somebody who has such a huge following. He has such a huge following. He, like beyond just political, he has such a huge following available to him. And you know, whether it's people following blindly or people really believing in the things that he's saying, it's really just like, it's amazing to me that he wouldn't use his platform for anything greater, for a bigger purpose. And, you know, let's think back to like the debate. He was literally asked on live TV very clearly, and that was the problem. He didn't answer clearly. He was literally asked to on live TV in front of millions of people watching across the world, <laughs> across the world, not even in just our country, to denounce systemic racism and white supremacy groups. And he didn't do that. He no. said, stand down and stand by to the quote unquote Proud Boys, which is a small organization. And I don't know if you know people are familiar. It's just a small, quote unquote, organization, you know, from a group of proud white people who literally will kill you. Like if you go and you look up any of their videos, you go to their website, they're a, it's a gang. It's, it's legitimately oh, yeah. a gang. And it's like you acknowledge them. Did you see, did you see the founder? Was, I, I, well, I haven't looked into it since. So I don't want anybody to quote me, but the last time that I heard about the group, you know, of course they were at that, they were at the Capitol, but also the founder was arrested for, so apparently th this group has, has, bom has bombed a, a black church, I want to say in DC. And, um, you know, these, these are people who, you know, we, we see every single day. These, these are people that the the part that really bothers me is that white white supremacy has been around mm -hmm. since uh the dawn of time for these mm -hmm. people but for us it's been it's been gone it's been going on since we landed on this rock and to see day and night how much less respect we get no knowing that we don't we aren't the ones that's shooting up schools we're not the ones that's blowing up buildings you know, we're not the ones that's um, shooting up clubs, uh, shooting up churches, mass murdering people. You know, it's it, 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 it saddens me because it's it's no way that 
if if I know that these people are going to come to a rally in, in the heart of where the capital is, that I'm not going to have, if not more, people protecting the people of the Columbia, the, the District of Columbia, because even if, like, let's say it wasn't them trying to destroy the capital, what if they just went on the ramsack of just killing mm -hmm. citizens? There was there would be nothing that they would have been able to do because they weren't. I don't know where the hell. Shit, cause I know even last night I'm sitting in my bed and I hear I hear a helicopter over right. my head. There was no helicopters down there. There, there was nobody. It was literally uh, the OK Corral and whoever was there had fend for themselves like it was it was the uh, the Nakatori <laughs> building and they That's how it felt. They had the damn one black cop. Yep. The pop from Family Matters was down there working, and he was trying to. He even still had the the, the 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 mindset while he was seeing these people come at him. Every step he took, they took one step right. too. So it's like I still had the mindset to think about the civilians and the senators and the House representatives that were on. Instead of them make, making a right, he made a left, so they weren't going to go in there. Right. You know, uh, he was literally leading it's, them, it's, and it's, and that video got a lot of you know negative comments on it. People were criticizing the way he handled it, and honestly, I applaud that guy because you know he could have acted what did like they want? any other cop in in these kind of situations where it's black people involved and shot first and asked questions later. You know, he was fully armed. He didn't have to choose to you know, keep his baton out as a way to show like he's trying to protect himself. And he didn't engage anybody. He didn't egg anybody on. He didn't engage anyone. He wasn't threatening anyone. He was just communicating with, as you can see in the video, calling in the brief second floor. This is where they're at. You know, until he got to that third floor, whatever it was, where now he had support, now he had backup. When he got to that top floor and you saw the other officers there, the situation changed a little bit. Nobody moved anymore. Because now they're, instead of just one officer, you know, now they're faced with four or five. And that's all we could see in the video. Who knows how many were up there? But he could have opened fire at any moment. I can't say that in that situation, I would have been as diligent and as uh, showed as much restraint as he did. I don't think I could have done that. Because in seeing an angry mob and knowing how they feel and knowing how they feel about someone of my complexion, you know, someone of my race, I don't know if I would have been able to not especially with them especially with them hurling like you know confederate yeah, flags it, 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 shit if I see somebody come there with a confederate flag from from what I know with that the history of that flag was people like me were getting dragged by the trucks and hung over trees and, and stuff right. like that you know so I'm I'm not too keen to be safe with, with, with that you know lurking around you know and um Seeing that we still have the compassion while we're going through these situations, it really shows me that them killing us is because they exactly. want to. Exactly. You know, um, you know, hearing people compare uh, Jacob Blake being shot by the cops to that lady being shot that was trying to breach the house yeah. is absurd. People comparing the two situations at all is absurd. Like... You know, yeah. this was completely different from like the Black Lives Matter protests over the summer and earlier last year. 
This was 100% different. They were marching and protesting. And like I said earlier, I'm just going to rephrase. I didn't 100% support the way in which they did certain things, et cetera, like the looting. But they were protesting systemic racism is what they were protesting. The fact that, you know, a white cop can shoot a black person unarmed and have a minimum sentence or have no sentence at all and just suspended without pay or fired and not have to face any jail time or, you know, that is what they're protesting. You guys are throwing a bitch fit, excuse my language, because your president didn't get elected. Oh, no, I've been you didn't get elected. Started. You're throwing a bitch fit because your president yeah. didn't get elected. That is what all of this is about. Oh, stop the steal. It was a fraudulent election. Listen, when you run the numbers, when you run the numbers on how many people voted for Trump, how many people voted for Biden, the end result is, and last this was last time I checked, so I might be a little bit wrong. There were more than 3 million votes for Biden separating him and Trump. So even if your state did commit some kind of fraud with voter fraud and people saying that, you know, dead people, people were voting for dead people, blah, 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 that ballots were being sent out, whatever. You think it was enough to make up a 3 million vote deficit? I don't believe that. There's no way. You know, and they, the votes were recounted. Trump went, he threw a bitch fit himself and went to court and sued multiple states for voter registration fraud and all this stuff. And the Supreme Court overruled it. It was thrown out in every court and finally the Supreme Court overruled it. So it's like, you know, the judicial process was there. In your, and for you guys, that's typically enough. Oh, justice was done. Justice was served, you know? when it's, uh, you know, a Black Lives Matter incident or, you know, systemic racism. Well, they looked into the guy and he had a criminal background and all this other stuff. Like, you pick and choose what you want to believe. So honestly, it was just a bitch fit because your president didn't get reelected. That didn't give you the right to, you know, storm into the Capitol building and put people's lives at jeopardy. You know, there are senators who resigned. Because senators have resigned from office because of this. People that work in the Capitol building don't work there anymore because of this. You see, you see Trump's staff, a lot of those people quit because they say yeah. they can't get down with it. They them. don't want to feel, you know, they don't want to be fearful for their lives. And can you, can you blame them? You, um, you can't. I mean, if something like that happened at your place of employment, would you feel safe going back there? Oh, no. no way. Nah, Especially when the, you know, the, the law enforcement and the, the armed guards, secret service, whatever you want to call them that are there, that are stationed to protect you, felt short of doing that. Why would you want to go back to that? Yeah, that, that, whole, that, whole, situ that whole situation, even when, even when they had the rallies and all that looting that happened in Philly, they still were, was ready for that. But there's nothing, they, there was nothing they could do for those for those people coming through and looting and doing all that in Philly, you know, there, there was nothing they could do. They were ready for that. They were out there. They had the garbage cans out. I thought it was a scene from the Dark Knight, and they they were ready for it. It just it was too much for them. So in these inner cities, they always they're always on go. They got protocols. They got all these you know pull the lever and everybody's ready to go. But seeing you know, watching the news for hours on hand and seeing that it's, it was just the people inside, you know, uh, 
is yeah. I I I thought they had like some type of barrier up or something. Right. Like, That's what in. you would think. Yeah, I thought it was like uh like on reboot when the game <laughs> came through. Right. You couldn't get in. You know, um Yeah, man, it's um it's it's a it's a real tough time because even when even when Hillary lost and you know, quite frankly, I didn't like Hillary, definitely didn't like Trump, but I knew that having a woman and having uh, somebody who's been in the office, Secretary of Defense, you know, Secretary of State, whatever the hell she was, um, I, I knew that she would have been a better candidate than I did Trump. Um, he didn't win. And, um, uh, well, she didn't win. And they told they told us that, uh, you know, for us to deal with it and wait for four years, you know. Did, did I lose you? I lost you for a second, but hello. Can you I'm hear back. me? Yes. <laughs> I was like, I started talking and then I realized you texted me. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So apparently a call came through and um, then somehow, I, I don't know how it came through if I had to do not just each is their own. Uh, yeah. So no, I was just saying like how when um you know even when Hillary lost uh you know I wasn't a fan of Hillary and I wasn't a fan definitely not a fan of Trump but right. I knew given um Hillary's background um you know her being married to a former pre well her being married to a former president and then holding office when uh being a sen former senator and um having the position in Obama's cabinet I knew she was more qualified than I did Trump um, and everybody who voted for Trump told us. Uh, go fuck yourself and um, wait for right. four years and uh, we'll talk again. If you don't like it, get out of the country. Yep. Like, and now that their president lost, the response is completely different, you know, and yeah. to Hillary's a great point because you remember all the scandal and all the, the things that, that went he, down with he Hillary put out there and the secrets that the media put out there and everything that she said and these emails and all this other nonsense that, you know, they, they put on Hillary it was widely believed that she was a criminal, she was a crook, she was this, she was that. I mean, I had roommates at the time who were so against Hillary. My one roommate dressed up as her for Halloween in a prison costume. I shit you not. <laughs> and it was just like, so you can believe that she did all of this stuff. But when people are pointing out the things that Trump has done, the things that he's saying, you know, the whole, you know, the, how he acts towards women, everything. It's like in one year and out the other because it's Trump. When it was Hillary and she had all these scandals and all these things that kept popping up, you know, you they really blackballed her and made her seem like she was the devil. And mm -hmm. I'll be honest with you, during that election, I wasn't really 100% thrilled with either candidate. Um, but I felt better with Hillary during, at that time than I did with Trump ever. I, I remember mm -hmm. first hearing about Donald Trump running for president and feeling like it was a joke. I felt the same when, you know, Al Sharpton ran for president. I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like that, that, that is how I felt when I, I, I forgot the same ran. Yep. He ran in a, uh, for the democratic primary, I believe, or independent, one of the two, he never passed the primaries. But when I, 
found out that he was running, I was like, yeah, okay. Like I didn't, I thought it was a joke. I didn't take it serious. And I, the same thing can be said for Trump. Like when, you know, he, when I heard he was running, I thought it was a joke. I thought it was like when Kanye decided to run, like, okay, yeah, sure. He's running for president. Nobody's going to vote for this clown. That's what I thought. Like in my heart of hearts, I thought nobody was going to vote for him. And then to see him win the Demo- the Republican primary, I was like, holy hell, oh, really the, like the contender this year. It's literally down between him and Hillary Clinton. And for multiple reasons, I thought Hillary had it in the back. Number one, and I, and I hate to be like that, but she's a woman. So I thought that was going to be like her saving grace. Because I could tell you, honestly, bro, and this is just me keeping it a stack, keeping it 100. I feel like a lot of black people voted for Obama just because he was black. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because we needed to get him in the office. Just if, because if, you, if you see me on the other side right now, if this was like a Zoom or something, uh, my hand is up. I was that nigga. What's that? I said, if you could see me right now, I said my hand is up because I was definitely that nigga. <laughs> yeah, like... I mean, he came... He came to Philly, man. He walked down 52nd. That's right. Market, you know? I was there. So, oh, yeah, you, that's right. Because I, yeah, I was out there at that, that time. time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, you, yeah, you was, you was. I remember around. because everything was locked down because he was coming. Couldn't even take mm-hmm. the, the train. Couldn't take the Broad Street line to get to work. <laughs> everything oh, was yeah. locked down because he was coming. And yeah, uh, had to walk or hitchhike because yeah. there's no Uber at the time either. No, Uber wasn't around. Yep. Nope, was not at all. That, at that time, we had uh, what was it, Zipcar? <laughs> but yeah, so and you know, regardless, like I, I mean, I feel like now all the world, well, not the world, so to speak, but all the country could really use right now is another four years of Obama. And I feel like the closest we're gonna get to that is with Biden. Oh yeah, and and you know. Biden, you know, he's not a saint. He's had some things come up in his past, two things that he said um, that he's had to backtrack on now and clarify and apologize for some of the things he said, which is, you know, whatever. But Which is human. Which is human, right. But my thing is, at least, you know, we know he served for two full terms with Obama. He served eight years in the Obama administration. So no scandals, no scandals, no, no nonsense, nothing. So. You know, I firmly believe that he he definitely learned some values and some beliefs and just how to run a country, how to speak. I mean, I I watched the uh, which I call it election night when him and Kamala Harris gave their speech. And, you know, I wasn't a fan of her either. It was more so her on the ticket that I did not like more so than Biden. And now I'll be 100% honest. And if you look into, you know, her her history in the past and the things that she's done, you'll understand why. And we don't have to go there right now. But I just felt like, you know, she was. And, and, and just that I don't mean to cut you off, bro. You're good. But I, I was with you as well, too. And I really, you know, people like, oh, well, Kamala. You know, she done, she's the highest, because uh, even even Pence brought that up during the, the debate. Right. And um, I said, I said, you know, I said, yeah, that's true. And hearing her answer that question and say, like, yes, you know, as as a district attorney um, or whatever she was, attorney general, whatever she was for the the, the state of California. But what what I feel like saved her was she also she she also said that, you know, it, it, 
it's not just up to me to bring the right people to justice. It's up to the cops. It's up to the department. It's up to the judges. So if these people are not on, everybody's not on the same page or on the right side of justice, of course it's going to be people in jail. That's why I was able to enforce body cameras on, on, on cops in California. You know, so... Yeah, like I, I'm sure she has a, a rough spot with black people. Um, but when people up to their when they own up to their wrongs, I feel like that's a better way of going than somebody just like even Trump still doesn't feel like he had nothing to do with what happened on Wednesday. And I just think that's absurd that you're not gonna take any accountability for what happened that day. And and that's exactly, that's exactly it. You hit it right spot on. And I think, you know, the lack of response from Trump since this incident and, you know, everybody's calling him out. All the news outlets, all the media outlets are calling him out. I mean, Facebook, Twitter, they've completely dis- disabled him. He can't even speak. Like, that's how strongly they feel that he is solely, maybe not solely, but responsible for inciting the events that took place. You know, Mark Zuckerberg posted a long post on Facebook explaining, you know, that, you know, the vision of the company, what they stand for, and that they believe he's a threat to the community. And for that reason, they deactivated his Facebook and Instagram accounts. And then you have Twitter, who completely banned him. Instead of, they banned him for 24 hours at first. Then they extended it to 72 hours. And then they came back and said, you know what? We're just going to get rid of your Twitter indefinitely. You've been in Twitter jail way too much. You be chatting, essentially. <laughs> you be chatting too much. And after today, this riot you incited, you know, and you have you have people of the House and the cabinet who are ready to invoke the 25th Amendment and impeach him. Like, their impeachment, one article of impeachment's already passed. I mean, not passed, but made it to the Senate. But it's unlikely that he'll be impeached before next week. You know, at this point. Oh yeah, it's high. But they they have, they have to they have to impeach him because you can't give you can't ha- let somebody like that have access to what it's because you're still you're a president to the you know throughout you know your your your, your lifetime after your lifetime mm-hmm. you're still considered a president. Absolutely. And you have the, you have you know. Bodyguards you still get, so there's a lot of things that go into that. And um, you know what I would like to do, bro, is I would like to keep this something where we just make this like a series of my podcast. Like this particular portion would be something that me and you talk about. Like next, what happens with the inauguration? I would love to talk to you after that. Just get hopefully no no bullshit happens. Hopefully we just excited about getting this nigga out. Hopefully, it's you know, nothing happened. I I think part two is going to happen at the inauguration. I think you know oh, yeah. these protesters aren't done. They're not satisfied with what they did. I mean, you have this one picture of that gentle. Well, I shouldn't say gentleman. This guy with his legs feet up in a. I believe it was. Oh, Pelosi's yeah, Nancy office. Pelosi's office. That's right. He's just got his legs up. Arms back, chilling with his feet up, and Nancy Pelosi's They call him. He's he's so happy with what he did. He's so proud of that moment. Yeah. But there, I feel like there's a lot of you know protesters out there, or people that were trying to get in there that weren't able to fully 
express themselves the way others were. And I think part two is around the corner. And I think for the inauguration, they need to make the necessary uh, arrangements to make sure that everything goes smoothly so that there is no riot, so that there's no danger to Biden and Kamala and their family. Like, I think, you know, not invoking the National Guard the way they did when the Black Lives Matter protest was outside the Capitol was the number one sign. Like, it's different when it's Black people. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was, That was the number one yeah. sign. Like, when they knew there was going to be a protest at the Capitol building, there was police and riot gear. The National Guard was deployed. But when they knew this was happening from Trump supporters, none of that response was there. There was police in armored gear, SWAT gear. They were sort of prepared, but nowhere near the amount of policing or enforcement that there was when it was us. And like you said, like I, I, I hope that the transition can go smoothly. Trump already mm-hmm. stated that he's not going to be attending <laughs> the. Uh, of course not. The inauguration. He already stated he will not be there, which. I, I, it's all in his character. You know what I mean? And it's not required of a U.S. president to concede the election or attend the inauguration, but it's just been a tradition. You know, you know, you take, you take your L and you show sportsmanship essentially is what it really, what it comes down to, you know, being there to see, so the American people can see a peaceful transition of power. And that's what you go, you go talk to your, you go talk to your wife or your, or I'm pretty sure when Hillary, you know, lost and she had the liquor wound, she went and had their conversation with, with Bill. But you saw she went away. She didn't stick around be like, yo, we need a recount. Uh, you know, even even Trump lost the popular vote. And he's, he wanted to recount the popular vote during the time because he thought that they cheated the popular vote. Right. I'm like, damn, bro. I mean, nigga, you won. How much more you want? <laughs> you know, so. Um, but what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna head out here because I gotta go head over to the other building and there's no service in there. I got you, brother. So we're gonna talk next week. Yes, sir. And <laughs> yo, our outro is yo, and I'm gonna add some music to it, right? So our outro is gonna be like Dragon Ball Z, right? Okay. And then it's gonna <laughs> have the music playing. So it's gonna be like it's gonna be like uh uh next week when Julian and Chris talk. Will the inauguration go like it's supposed to? <laughs> Will Trump actually show up? Find out next Will time. <laughs> on, I don't even know what our name's going to be. We'll, we'll figure it out though. But yeah, so we'll talk next week and we'll we'll hash out uh, a time. But definitely want to talk to you right after that just to see how you feeling, what you think, and then hopefully we're not talking about some bullshit. You hear me? Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah, I was like, this sounds good. All right, cool. So, all right, bro, what are you playing? What's that? I said, what you playing? I heard some sticks clicking. Uh, I'm not playing anything right now. I was doing something. Oh. Uh, that's I'm doing right now. My son got the new Call of Duty. I'm, I'm going to hop on there with you. Yeah, man, I'll be on that. I only play really zombies, though, yeah. but I'll be on it. No, no, that's all. That's all I play too. I can't play with them people that be uh, sliding around and <laughs> shit like that, man. I don't got time for playing with eight-year-old white kids that w- their parents are locked up because they were at the at Capitol Hill. <laughs> Facts. I was glad to see people were losing their jobs over that. I was like, good. 
good. Yeah, they need to fucking lose their jobs. Yep. Employers identifying people that were there and, you know, they can't be seen in that light. So they have to let you go. Oh, no. No. I mean, I, I would be embarrassed, yeah. you know. Um, I would be embarrassed to have employees or, you know, people that we um, – that's why a lot of the people, you know, the, the, uh, companies that do donations was like, no, nah, we good, love. They wanted to back out because they're like, you, you're messing up our right. image. We can't uh, – it's, it's all about the brand for, ev- for everybody. Yeah. Even as a person, your brand is what people know you by. It's the same thing as your reputation. Yeah. So I hear it. But all right, bro, we'll talk next week. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining me on a, another episode of Melanin Dads. Um, you can follow my homeboy, uh, Chris. Um, he also is a world-famous black uh, streamer. <laughs> uh, he streams great content. Um, it's something like when, you know, even I was going back and looking at your old uh, videos that you had on Twitch, because some a lot of times I don't get to catch you. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's it's the way you navigate, man. It's your voice and everything. So keep up the good work, man. And um, and if people don't know, streaming is great, especially if you're somebody like me who who likes to look at um games before i buy them and invest because you got to think about games are an investment you're investing that money into a game that you hope that's going to be good and when it's not then you feel like you're losing your money yeah. like you do if you're investing stock. so uh watching great streamers and um them having great content is is why they built the platform and when i see people like my people doing it the way they are doing it you know I have no choice but to love them even more. So keep up the good work. Appreciate bro. you. Um, Twitch. Put this out ASAP because twitch.tv slash way too godly. Way too godly because you are. <laughs> um, so appreciate you, bro. Love, love you, man. You, and we'll talk soon. All right. Later. All right. Bye bye.